I'm curious, do you have a really great BS detector? You're, maybe you're often skeptical of others. Are you really street smart? Would you say you're pretty self-assured? You often find yourself being the leader in the group. Maybe you even struggle to ask for help. Do you love a good challenge? Do you fight really hard for the causes you believe in? Do you have a great sense of humor? I bet you're a blast. You might have thought that these were all parts of your personality, but they might actually be coping mechanisms you've picked up over the course of your life, and they're having a huge impact on how you show up, especially on this motherhood journey. Are you curious to know more? You got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. Over time, those defenses became a habit and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There are five different personality patterns and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs but rather they describe the safety strategies that we immediately go to when we start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who we are so much as what's blocking who we are. The good news is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern, and then you can live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. Click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz Now to take my two-minute personality pattern quiz. They've got to be able to listen to someone else's story, someone else's opinions, someone else's perspective, right? Without immediately tuning out or judging or thinking that they know better, right? Without formulating their uh, response as they wait for the other person to just finish speaking so they can chime in and prove them wrong or teach them the quote-unquote right way. Our kids can't be open-minded if they can't listen, right? They can't explore anything different if they can't listen. They can't consider other sides if they can't listen. Welcome back to the Motherhood Podcast, a live workshop style podcast that is helping thousands of moms redefine their motherhood journey. There was a point in my life when I was trying to do all the things, parent my kids, pour into my marriage, run a busy law practice, keep up my home, And what I found was that I was on the fast track to burnout until I discovered a better way. Now I help women just like you to close the gap between their vision of motherhood and what they're actually experiencing in their day-to-day lives. Together, we'll explore when and where to simplify, systemize, and surrender. I promise you, you're already doing so much better than you think. I'm your coach, Michelle Grosser, and this is Motherhood. Hey friends, it is Motherhood Monday. I'm your motherhood coach, Michelle Grosser. So grateful you're here. For those of you listening at like four o'clock this morning, happy daylight savings time to you. Um, my kids are at the age where they're really starting to notice everything. Like they're so observant and they're so curious. And it's really fun seeing their little wheels turning all the time. And anytime they see anything or anyone like quote unquote different, and usually not so discreetly, they'll point it out and they want to know all about it, right? And I love this. They're becoming just so much more aware, so much more aware that not everything or not everyone is is like them. Um, and it's this really beautiful awareness. 
The other thing that strikes me as so beautiful is just that they're still in this stage where they can be super curious and like notice the differences, but without being judgmental about it. Like they don't have the pride or the arrogance or um, even the context, I think, for judgment. They're just really living in this special place of noticing and asking and being curious and just kind of letting that be without the need to place any judgment on it. And I think that's open-mindedness, right? It's just the ability to notice and consider things that are different and then reach for curiosity rather than reaching for judgments, hearing someone out, right? Hearing someone out who at first take, maybe we're not sure we agree with. And I think it's really knowing our identity so that we're not swayed by everything that's going on around us or coming at us. It's this embodied belief that we're all sovereign beings. We're all entitled to express ourselves how we prefer, whether that's, I don't know, our hairstyles or hair colors or clothes or uh, the music we listen to or our political stances or careers or hobbies, like how we choose to raise our kids. We're all allowed to do it differently. And I think rather than being judgmental about how others are doing it, maybe the same way differently, uh, we can really reach for curiosity and we can really want to know more or consider why or just simply appreciate the beauty and the necessity of diversity. And open-mindedness, um, you know, I think an open-minded person, they don't really dwell much on the past. They don't really dwell on their mistakes. They don't really dwell on how they could have th- done things differently or this kind of like mom guilt culture that we hear about because I think they view all of that as just an opportunity for betterment, right? They're open-minded. They can consider all the angles, all the pros, all the cons, all the opportunities for learning and growth. And then I think more so an open-minded person doesn't really get caught up in the details of the future either because they just see all the possible outcomes, right? Everything plays out on purpose, for a purpose. Like we've all made it through every single thing we've been through and there's not only one way to do things, right? There's not only one path in our future that we have to stress out about that we're responsible for this one outcome. We can see all the variety, all the possibility. And it leads us to really embrace the present. And it really leads us to appreciate all the beautiful moments as they're unfolding. So today I just wanted to take a couple of minutes to kind of share with you guys some of the ideas I've had about ways that we can encourage our kids to stay open-minded. Because I think for the most part, they they naturally are. They naturally are. And then as they grow or they're influenced by others around them, they're influenced by culture, they're influenced by media, they're influenced by by us, right? By their families, they can kind of fall into this certain mindsets about ways that things are done. Maybe they fall into these like quote unquote right ways to do things, right? The right, right way to live, the right way to think, the right way to look, like what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. And I think that the more we can really come against that rigidity, the more we can come against those boxes, uh, the more we can help our kids to stay open-minded. So the first thing I think is really just to celebrate diversity and diversity of all kinds, right? Like when it comes to diversity, I think the first step is really just exposure, like exposing them. Yeah, of course, to different races and peoples and cultures and backgrounds, but also, man, so much within that different foods, different activities, different uh, social settings, different holidays, different books and music and art, really just encouraging them to be around people, make friends, right? Uh, With people who aren't like them, 
And friends, like we can really help frame their paradigms here. Because I think within this diversity that our kids are experiencing, we can help point out all of the beauty, focus on the good, right? We can engage their curiosity and wonder and creativity. And the more our kids just know about the world around them, the more likely they are, I think, to approach it with an open mind. And I think part of this, part of the awareness um, and celebration really of diversity is being diligent and pointing out and calling out prejudices and stereotypes when we see them, right? They're everywhere. Like our kids' shows they're watching on TV, their music, the toys they play with, like, and just day-to-day happenings, right? Like when we notice it, we can point it out to our kids. If we hear them saying something that's prejudicial or stereotypical or boxing people into a stereotype, like we can call it out. We can talk about it. And it's all the stuff we we just see, right? We hear people talk about the jokes, right? Mini marts are not run by all the same kind of people. Certain ethnicities aren't all cheap, right? Or loud or whatever it is. Like everyone who lives in a city or in the suburbs or in like middle farmland America or whatever, they aren't all the same. And that's what our kids are probably going to see and hear. So just helping them question stuff like this, like just having them ask, ask themselves, is this really true? I think that's one of the most powerful questions we can help our kids just get into the pattern of thinking. Like, is this really true about others? Is this really true about life? Is this really true about nature? Is this really true about myself? (laughs) Is it really true about um, my family and my paradigms and my patterns and all of the things, right? Just asking, is this really true? So powerful. And I think we can really help them to think critically and teach them to really hold loosely to the things that they think are true or are real. Like just encouraging them to change their minds. It's okay. Encouraging them to change their positions. Like we don't have to give them grief if one day they think one thing and the next day they think something different, right? That is not like the flip-flopping in that um, or the hypocrisy that might be judged in that. It's not true. It's not true. Like we have to encourage our kids to be able to change their minds. The more they grow, the more they consider, the more they're able to be curious and learn, like changing their minds, changing their positions. That is beautiful. And it really fosters this humility that no one knows it all, right? No one has it all figured out. No one does it quote unquote right. So we can be open to differences. We can be open to diversity. And for critical thinking, Friends, like the next time our kids ask us a question or ask us for help or whatever, like instead of just answering or just doing it for them, we can really start to plant these seeds of curiosity. We can really start to plant these seeds of open-mindedness. Like, hey, what do you think? Like, why do you think that that person might do that or that person might prefer that, right? Let's read about it. Let's cook it. Let's talk about it. Let's ask them, right? Let's ask them what's important to them or why they do the things they do. And I think open-mindedness really comes hand in hand with, with that logical thinking, right? I mean, think about it, like intolerance, racism. Like I'm not an expert, but I think one of the main roots is ignorance. Like just thinking we know when we really have no idea Or just the fear that comes with ignorance, right? Like ignorance and fear go hand in hand too. So we can teach our kids to learn to think for themselves. They don't have to grow up believing each and everything they hear, right? From other kids, from 
TV from, you know, gasp their, their teachers or even us, like they should be able to evaluate all of this, analyze it, like analyze the facts, analyze what they're hearing, think independently, create their own opinions about everyone and everything rather than just relying on um, ideas that are presented to them. Friends, if we want our kids to be open-minded, they've got to be independent thinkers. Would you believe me if I told you that what you think of as your personality, maybe you're hilarious, shy, maybe you're a go-getter, or maybe you're a neat freak, what if I told you that might not actually be your personality, but rather a personality pattern? Or maybe have you ever caught yourself wondering why you do the things you do? Like why you get so angry and yell when your kids are moving at a snail's pace in the morning? Or why it's hard to relax when the house is a mess? If so, you've got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. And over time, those defenses became a habit, and then they became a pattern. And now, as an adult, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. Interesting, right? There's five personality patterns, and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs, but rather they describe the safety strategies that we immediately go to when we start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who we are, but rather what is blocking who we are. The good news is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can start to learn skills to break out of that pattern and live and parent our kids as our true and authentic self. So click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz now to take my two-minute personality pattern quiz. And then second, I think a second thing we can do to help our kids stay open-minded is really teach them how to listen. Really teach them how to listen. Like of the three points that I wrote down that I wanted to make today, I think this is the most crucial one. It's the art of listening. Like, holy moly, we want our kids to be open-minded. They've got to be able to listen to someone else's story, someone else's opinions, someone else's perspective, right? Without immediately tuning out or judging or thinking that they know better, right? Without formulating their uh, response as they wait for the other person to just finish speaking so they can pipe in and chime in and prove them wrong or teach them the quote-unquote right way. Our kids can't be open-minded if they can't listen, right? They can't explore anything different if they can't listen. They can't consider other sides if they can't listen, if they're so closed off to anything different. So just teaching them to hold that space, mostly by (laughs) probably holding it ourselves, right, and just having them watch us. But that kind of listening, listening to someone else's concerns and desires and dreams and fears and struggles and point of view, like all of that is going to remind us that there's so much more to life than what we see from our own perspective, right? There's so much more going on beneath the surface of every human being, every situation. If we just take the time and the interest and the humility to really listen, like curiosity over judgment. You guys hear me say that all the time, curiosity over judgment, compassion over judgment. Like that's my my motto, that's my mantra, curiosity and compassion over judgment. And it's really this understanding of like how limited our own understanding really is. 
Our own understanding is so limited. We're also blind, right? Our vision is so skewed by our own life experiences and our own upbringings and um, just our own paradigms, what we've seen, what we've heard, what we think we know to be true. And so much of that is that it can be really hard, I think, to even see those um, paradigms, to see that skew that we unconsciously hold, right? Our biases. So unless we make an effort to really tune into others, oh, we're just limited to this little, tiny, narrow version of the world, right? We can live so small if we're not able to really find that curiosity and truly listen to others. And then third is us. It's us, the parents, it's us, the guides, it's us, the coaches, and just checking ourselves. Like, are we open-minded? Are we living open-minded? And while we're doing that, I think we can be really mindful of how we just approach and speak about diversity. Because friends, like, we can really broaden our own paradigm of diversity here. Like not to overstate the obvious, but race isn't the only way in which we're diverse. Like how about the way, I don't know, our in-laws do certain things? How about that kid in your in your kid's class with the green hair, right? Or how about other families' traditions or hobbies or living situations or I don't know, our opinions on like the decisions other people are making. Like about our friend who Let's her kids have like unlimited screen time or eat food that like you might not dare feed your kids. Like, and maybe you're rolling your eyes here, but I mean, do you comment about these things either out loud or maybe just in your head? Because if so, it's likely judgmental and it's probably not fostering a spirit of open mindedness. And friends, while I'm at it, like this includes being open minded within our families, right? Like among our own kids and it's respecting their individuality. It's resisting the temptation to compare, compare them to each other, compare them to others. And I think one of the biggest things too, is it's really avoiding all the shoulds, all the shoulds. Like once we're aware of it, we see how often we fall into this stuff as parents. What our kids quote unquote should be playing with, right? What they should be interested, when they should be going to sleep or doing their homework, what they should look like, like the friends they should have or the food they should eat, the instruments they should play, like the clothes they quote unquote should wear. So if we really want to bring up independent, critical thinking, open-minded kids who are genuinely curious about others, right? Coming from a place of curiosity and compassion, don't try to push them into stereotypes, right? Girls don't do certain things. Girls don't just play with dolls, right? Girls don't just have long hair or wear dresses, like none of this is true. The same with our boys. Man, pushing gender stereotypes can actually cause quite toxic masculinity with them or or femininity with our girls. So let's just let our kids be, let them be and stop shooting all over them. Like your son wants to take a dance class. Amazing. Your daughter is like super into robots. Like, yes. Your son is obsessed with baking cupcakes, like freaking fantastic. Your daughter wants to cut her hair or shave the side of her head, like so cool. The more we just celebrate their own individuality, their own diversity, their uniqueness, the more we can help them to see it and celebrate it in others, right? Difference isn't bad. 
Different isn't scary. Different is just what makes the world go round. It's the only way. And then the final thought before I get off my soapbox here today is we've just got to stop telling our kids things like, because I said so, or I, I know better, right? It really shuts down any logical thinking, any independent thinking. It shuts down their autonomy. It shuts down their exploration. It shuts down their curiosity. And it really narrows and limits their thinking. It narrows their minds. And yeah, it can be really hard for us. I get it. It's really hard for me too. It's really hard for me to raise a kid who's open-minded and have them question everything I say and every decision I make, everything I ask them to do, right? They question it. It's hard. It's challenging. It's frustrating sometimes. But they have to be encouraged to question others and themselves. Like they have to be questioned, encouraged to question like what they actually hold as true. So the next time I'm tempted to tell them because I said so, or that's just the way it is or whatever it is, right? When they've asked me a million and one questions, I try to resist the urge. I try to help them explore and just help them come to their own conclusions, right? And understanding that those conclusions are probably going to change and evolve as they continue to change and evolve. All right. I love you guys so much. It is Monday. And as we do every Motherhood Monday, we always start our week off with prayer. I'm just praying over our family. So uh, let's pray about open-mindedness today. God, we just thank you. We thank you for the gift of our children and our families. We pray open-mindedness over them this week, Lord. Just help them to put aside all of the things they think they know. Help us to put it aside too, like what we think we know about you what we think we know about others so that we can just continue to have an open mind as truth is revealed to us. Help us to have a student's mind, God. Help us to have a beginner's mind, just an attitude of openness. Help us to just recognize all of our preconceptions and maybe some of the fallacies in our patterns or ways of thinking, God. Just help us stay curious. Help us stay compassionate. Give us a genuine eagerness to learn, God, and to understand. You tell us in all of our getting to get understanding, God. Keep our families humble. Keep us humble. Keep our children humble, God. Humility really reminds us that we don't have it all figured out, that our ways aren't the ways. You know, what we're so convinced of as true might not be. We can't be open-minded when we're walking in pride, God, so just help us. Help our kids to set aside their certainty. God, other than you, other than the things that you tell us are true, there's not much we should be so certain of. So just keep reminding us, God, that in all that we do, all that we do, all we think, all we say, it should all be done in love. So when we're quick to judge, redirect us to love. When we're quick to compare, redirect us to love. When we're quick to assume Just redirect us to love when we're feeling fearful or unsure. Just redirect us to love. We love you. We praise you. We're grateful for you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you love mommy's polygraph, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, It would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, 
They really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. I read every last review, and trust me, when it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up, and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram at themotherhood.podcast. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Motherhood Podcast. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources, information on how to join and participate in the Motherhood Village and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.